Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Happy Monday to you, Queen. This is Queen Trina, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. I trust that you all had a beautiful weekend and that you spent some of your time joy pampering. You know, I've mentioned that word before, joy pampering. It's when you take that special time to bring out the joy for yourself. It could be anything. It could be walking in the park. It could be you know, waking up and really enjoying your preparing your mind for greatness exercise, right? It could be calling someone and saying those three simple words, I love you. It could be blessing the life of someone and visiting someone that you haven't seen in a long time. Whatever brings you joy, remember, you're responsible for your joy. You have the total decision on how your mood will be. And so it's important for you to always remember that you're in control and using your own personal power. Well, here we are in the month of August is 2023, and wow, it is absolutely amazing at how the time is moving, right? But then again, we shouldn't be that surprised because what? Time keeps moving by. It's how we experience it. It's how we use the time that has been allotted to us. That's what's most important. Now, around this time frame, I always want to remind all of the business women that this is a really good time to start not only thinking about how you want your business to play out for the rest of this year, but it's also a good time to start thinking about your strategy for 2024. That is so very, very important. You know, over the last maybe 13 years that I've been doing Successful Woman Radio, I think this is one thing that I've been very consistent with that really is is very important part of, you know, guiding all of the listeners and making sure that I give the, the good tips and resources that are going to really count. This is one of them. It is so important for you to start thinking about your strategy and what it is that you want to be doing with your business, what it is that you want to be experiencing within your business, what do you want to experience from your clients or customers in 2024. The other part of strategy also is about looking back so that you may learn because when you look back and learn uh, in your business, the past performance of your business, it allows you to create a better blueprint for the following year. And so we're going to really be utilizing a lot of the show uh, for September in talking about strategic planning and how important it really is. But one important thing, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to make a commitment to open up your calendar today and I want you to start blocking off time to prepare for your strategic, your strategic planning for 2024 and also for the rest of this year. It takes time, and you can't wait until uh, November and December to do it. Quite frankly, as women, um, statistics have proven that, you know, we have so many things going on starting November and December time frame. You know, uh, whether you're married or not, the holiday season will fall upon us. And uh, there are just activities and fun things with family and friends, travel, things that we want to do. You can't wait until January because, believe it or not, January will be rolling up for 2024 very quickly. And you will be asking yourself, how did it get here so fast? And you wouldn't have prepared 
for what's supposed to be happening. So I want to encourage all of you that are listening uh, to the live broadcast, those of you who might be listening to a replay, make sure that you go ahead and block off that time. Now, here's the time that I recommend. I recommend every week that you find at least five to ten hours. It's dependent upon whether or not you have a, uh, a virtual team that helps you in the administration of your business or whether it's just you. Because if you have a virtual team, then you may want to set up a a retreat for your team, either virtually or in person, where you are talking about different parts of the business and really looking at what the vision of the business is going to be moving forward for the new year. If it's just you, you know, you still have to do that process. It just might not take as much time because less people are involved. Don't forget also that it's important for you to utilize the services of a coach, a business consultant, a marketing consultant, whatever it is that you might need. It might be a bookkeeper or an accountant, right? This is where really having that power team comes into play because on your power team, of course, there should also be those professionals that can provide you with advice based on expertise, based on their own um, knowledge, based on their own experience that can help you really move forward quickly. So again, it is strategic planning time. And with strategic planning time, it means that you must make a sound commitment to strategically planning out where you want your business to be. Another thing that I think is very important as well is when you're strategically planning, you are really planning for a 12-month period. That's the way it's supposed to be so that you can then break your, your year down into quarters, your quarters down into months, and then each of your months will be broken down into weeks, thereby giving you better clarity on what you need to work on. So I wanted to really start off the show with that uh, and making sure that you have that on the top of your mind for 2023 in August this month so that you can make some things happen. And, you know, the, the one thing I also want to add is that you don't want to feel disappointed uh, in yourself if you did not accomplish some goals, if you did not make some things happen uh, thus far. You cannot do that because if you do, then you wouldn't have really learned from what didn't happen. What you need to be able to do is, is make a commitment to yourself that whatever didn't happen, whatever goals have not been completed so far, uh, whatever, um, whatever you feel you, the part you played in it did not work out, don't be so hard on yourself. What you have to do is use that to create a success blueprint for yourself. You know, I was talking with a client just a couple of weeks ago, and she was explaining to me um, how she had listened to Successful Woman Radio and how many times she's heard me say, don't be so hard on yourself, and how many times she's heard me say, you may run your business on your own, but you're not alone. And she now realized that, that is true and how it's important to ask for the help the help is there for you, especially at Women About Biz, okay? The help is definitely there for you. It's up to you to reach out. You can't try to be in the, the paralysis analysis stage. You can't, you can't try to be perfect or try to get everything to a certain point and say, okay, well, let me do this. And once this looks good, then I'll go and get some help with someone. You can't do that because it's just perpetuating the situation, the problem. So what you have to do is you have to take a deep breath and realize that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk with a coach or a consultant or someone who has expert knowledge or in-depth experience on a particular part that you need to know about that's going to shorten your learning curve and really boost you with your business. So I'm going to leave it there today about strategic planning, but I am going to be coming back with you every Monday, giving you some really good tips and resources for strategically planning your business. At this time, I want to go ahead and I want to say prayer. I want to say prayer for uh, all of those business women, especially who are striving uh, to build their empires. I want to say prayer for all of us who are wanting not only 
to build our empires, but we want to be those living testimonies for God. Let us go to God in prayer at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and to have another day to accomplish our business dreams and goals. Oh, bless us, Lord, as we pursue being queens of our organizations, queens of action, and queens of leadership. Lord, let us not procrastinate on business goals and tasks that we have set forth, but let us be steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable, Lord. We ask a special blessing for all of those businesswomen and women that might be at this time struggling with debt, feeling alone, isolated, not sure which way to turn. Let them know that they are not alone, Father. Give them inner peace and strength and send resources and others to them that can help. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us. And Lord, we embrace and accept all of those blessings that are yet to come. We know that you're in the blessing business, Lord, and we want to follow your pattern and be in the blessing business as well. Father, thank you for Successful Woman Radio and for all of the listeners that support the show. Father, we want to ask a special blessing, Lord, over the show at this time. And Lord, I ask that you give me a ready recollection of words and resources and tips to share with those who listen to the show. It is in Christ's name that we pray, amen. Again, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend, but even even more that you are ready to be productive for this week. I want to go right now and just give you um, the theme for the month of August, and also I want to share with you what we're going to be talking about, the various topics that we're going to be on this particular month. Now, thought about this long and hard, and I'm very grateful to my virtual assistant, Relisha, who seems to always know exactly what I'm thinking and helps to come up with some fantastic themes for Successful Woman Radio. You know, everyone has different challenges that they experience when starting and keeping their business afloat. But women in business often manage to overcome so many adversities thrown at them, and many come out very successful. So I thought that it would really, really be great to talk about empowering women entrepreneurs, navigating challenges, and seizing opportunities in small business. And so that's our theme all this month of August. So for week one today, our topic is going to be access to capital, demystifying funding challenges for women in business. Securing funding is so significant. Uh, It's a big hurdle for many women-owned businesses. And I'm going to be sharing tips on accessing capital and strategies to attract investors and secure loans and also bootstrapping, right? That's when you yourself are figuring out ways that you will be able to generate some funds to um, fund your own business, okay? In week two, I'm going to be bringing to you five ways to find harmony and avoid burnout. And then in week three, we're going to be talking about digital solutions for growth, right? Technology plays such a huge role in business for all of us, right? But what are we really utilizing uh, digital solutions? Are we really making uh, a, a stride in utilizing technology as well as we could in our businesses? And then in week four, we're going to come back around and we're going to talk about how to look at all of those resources for networking with other businesswomen and networking in other communities. We're going to be talking about that. So hold on, buckle up. I've got great information for you, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. So make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time as we bring you Parts of the August theme, which I'm so excited about, empowering women entrepreneurs, navigating challenges, and seizing opportunities. So excited about that. I want to go ahead and move on into the five questions of business leadership for us today. And remember, as I read these questions off, I am simply 
reminding you and embedding within your own subconscious important questions for you to ask yourself so that you can hone your leadership skills and be the best CEO that you can for your business. Question number one, have I set my business foundation? Again, have I set my business foundation? And within question number one, there are five core areas that you need to take a look at. Core area one, legal structure setup, right? Now, most small businesses can fall up under the LLC category. And that is the, that's a good thing because it allows you to file your taxes either with your 1040 form or fully as an S corporation through the IRS. So an LLC is a really good structure. Also, you need to make sure you have applied for your tax EIN. These two things are very important for so many reasons, right? You want to protect your personal assets. You want to start working on building your business credit. There are so many things that you want to do. Core area two is strategy. And, of course, I've mentioned how important it is that you start planning your strategy for 2024. It's that time of year again that you, you've got August, September, and October to do that, right? Well, when you start planning your strategy, you know, you start asking yourself, what do you want to experience in your business this quarter or, or for the next year? What do you um, need to do to support your visions and your goals? right? How will you implement the task to support those goals and who will you delegate to, right? Remember, you're not an island. You're not alone. You can ask for the help. So who will you delegate to? Who will you get? Who can be a part of your team? Speaking of team, core area number three is you ask yourself, have I truly, have I truly sat down and give, given myself time to look at who needs to be on my power team? That doesn't mean that, you know, you even have all of the money you need to pay someone to uh, help you with certain things, but you need to have it planned out. You need to know the different types of professionals that you need to have on your power team. Now, power team, those two words are internal to you and your business. You don't necessarily go around saying, you need to be on my power team. No, you need to keep it real, authentic with yourself. You're just using those two words to compartmentalize and know that you have assembled a group of professionals together and that you have entered their names, their phone numbers, their emails in a, uh, in a group folder within your cell phone, right? So that they're just a fingertip away if you need them. Now, the thing about a power team is, is that you can't wait until the last moment to select people because you do have to vet, right? You do have to vet your power team. Vetting simply means that you are following up and checking out the individuals that you have uh, selected that you would like to have as a professional on your team. You have introduced yourself to them. You have learned about their services. You might have checked out references or you may have seen their work. Uh, so it's very important that you give yourself the time to do this because I'm going to let you know if you wait to the last minute to try to find someone to do your website, to try to find someone to do a marketing plan or find someone to help you out with the strategy, if you wait to the last moment, you may not be finding the right person uh, or, or getting the right fit for you, your personality, and your business. So all of these things have to be done ahead of time so that um, when you need them, they're a fingertip away, they're in your group folder on your phone, you can you can click and call or text and let them know uh, that you are ready to um, utilize their services. Uh, these, this is very key here, very, very key. You, you can't wait to the last moment to assemble your power team. You've got to know who they are. They need to know who you are. You need to be able to budget for their services uh, because many power team players, many professionals on your power team will be individuals who have their own business. Whatever expertise they, they specialize in, um, they, they basically offer that service to other people. So you don't have to hire any full-time workers. You, you can assemble that team and know who is going to help you with certain aspects of your business when you need it and when you don't need it. You will not have to be continuously paying someone on your payroll or, um, you know, breaking the bank. 
because they won't be charging you unless you use them. That's one of the most important pieces of building your power team right there is to save you money and to streamline and to know how to budget for what you need. Now, core area four is automated marketing, and that has everything to do with technology and making good use of technology. And so, again, it's very important that you embrace the power of automation, especially if you are a solopreneur uh, and you feel that you are doing a lot of the, of the things yourself, then automation is really going to help you. It's going to cut down about 50% of your time or more. Okay, core area five, am I prepared to receive the money? Okay, this is very important, right? Because after all, you're in business so that you can generate an income not only for yourself, right, but that you can bless the lives with others with your expertise or with your products and your services. So you've got to be able to receive the money and no better way to, to do that than to make sure, number one, that you have your business checking account in place. And I happen to know that there are still a lot of people, I'm guilty, uh, I used to be guilty of this, there's still a lot of people co-mingling their money with their personal checking account and they don't have it separated. The big issue with this is that when it comes time to build your business credit, when it comes time to uh, time to uh, work on your income taxes, uh, you're going to find out that you caused a big mess for yourself by commingling all of your money in your personal account. So they need to be separated, right? And so with a business checking, normally you do need to have at least a business license uh, to get a business checking account, but it would be better to have your LLC and your tax EIN already established so that everything can be in, in your corporation's name. You need a good bookkeeping system and, you know, QuickBooks, FreshBooks, there are a lot of uh, very easy user-friendly bookkeeping systems out there. But if you're trying to stay on a budget, then a, a good spreadsheet is, just as good, right? A spreadsheet in Google Sheets works just fine, but you've got to set it all up. You can't just open up a spreadsheet and then start plopping in uh, how much you spent for the month. You really need to have it systemized, right? Uh, I'm very excited to announce that we have secured a contractor who's going to create some wonderful uh, accounting worksheet templates using Google Sheets that we will be able to put in our membership vault at Women About Biz. As a matter of fact, she's working on them now. So I'm very excited about that. So those people who are trying to save money but really still need to have a very simple bookkeeping system will be able to use Google Sheets to do so. You also need to have a merchant account, right, um, to be able to to char let people use their credit cards. Um, and the two that I like, the two merchant accounts, I'll say three, the three merchant accounts that I like is PayPal, Stripe, and Square. Those three are very good. They don't charge you up front um, like a lot of the old merchant account providers used to. Uh, it is no cost to have the merchant account but there is a cost per transaction, okay? And so I have so many business women that are so understanding, you know, accepting credit cards. They feel like, oh, my gosh, if I charge somebody $1,000, it's going to be almost $100 for my merchant fees. It's like, okay, calm down. Here's what you need to understand. Merchant fees are part of business. They are tax deductible, okay? They um, help in many ways to bring down the amount of money you'll be paying taxes on overall. In addition to that, um, you know, it helps you to generate a better income because uh, the, the Direct Sales Association has shared that those individuals that accept credit cards Basically, they are able to generate 50% more income than those that don't. So it makes it convenient because you have to remember, small business owners, they depend on credit cards and other types of programs 
to really help them stretch their money, their operating expenses until the end of the month. So they may need to use their credit card to pay you. It's okay. It should be okay with you that that is, that is happening. Okay? So remember, the, the thought behind merchant accounts is that if you're not making any money, you won't have to pay anything. If you're making money, you will, right? It's the same principle with taxes. Don't be so upset about taxes because if you're having to pay uh, taxes that you feel are, are quite high, then you should know that you're really making great money. And your responsibility, though, is to make sure that you are taking every possible deduction that you can so that you can lower the amount of money that you're actually paying taxes on. And then when you, even then, if you are, are making a high six and seven, you're going to be paying some amount of taxes, right? Usually it's going to range somewhere between the 24 to 28% range. Yeah, you got it. So if you've made a million dollars for the year, yeah, you can expect to pay anywhere between $250,000, dollars $280,000 in taxes. That sounds like a lot, but amen for the million dollars, right? And the, the fact that uh, you you made that seven-figure income. And so I'm just talking about the importance here of really putting things in perspective when it comes to accepting credit cards and, and the way you should be looking at it, okay? And lastly, as we talk about preparing to receive the money, is the cash flow. And hopefully many of you uh, attended the cash flow workshop that I gave, the webinar, uh, a couple of months ago. And those of you who are silver members, um, you already have access to um, the replay of the cash flow webinar. The cash flow uh, analysis or cash flow worksheet is known um, with so many names, and I use cash flow because I like, I like those two words. I want my cash to flow, right? Um, the cash flow is very important, and it's a very simple tool because it tells you your your sales, you know, what your sales are, or it can help you project, and then it can also help you to keep and balance your expenses, and then you're subtracting your expenses from your sales to look at the net cash flow, meaning how much money you actually have left at the end of the week or the end of the month. So you can set your cash flow up on a Google spreadsheet. Uh, you can do a weekly cash flow. You can do a monthly cash flow. Um, I don't recommend you doing a quarterly or an annual cash flow um, because the cash flow is basically is something that should be used in real time or to project the cost of, of a new project or product that you're bringing about. And also you're using it to, um, to look at uh, if you're budgeting properly, if, you know, if you've got too much money going out and how to keep, help you to understand how much money you need to be actually keeping in-house, right? So it helps with a lot of things. But at the end of the day, it's showing you how your cash is flowing through your business coming in and coming out. So that's question one in setting the foundation for your business, right? That's a part of the, the everyday things that you should be doing and you should be having within your business. And if those things aren't there, uh, then this is where you actually start. Now, moving on with question two in the five business questions of leadership, what are my top three business goals this month? Oh, yeah, you should be looking at um, everything from a quarterly perspective and then breaking it down by month and then by week. And again, you can have some clarity about what you're working towards, right? So you need to be identifying what three business goals this month you want to work on, right? Very, very important. Here's number three. Do I have my power team in place, right? We talked about in question one, having your power team outlined and knowing who is who should be on the power team but now the question in, in number three is do you actually have the team in place right you vetted everybody you've talked to everybody you've put everybody in a group folder in your phone you've got all their contact information they know who you are everything's ready and set do you have it in place and then question number four am i being consistent in marketing and communications right in uh, question one, we talked about the importance of automated marketing and asking yourself, are you automating, right? 
But now we're asking you in question four, are you even consistent with it if you do have an automation plan? Is it in place? Is it there? Is it being consistent for you, right? I want you to write this down right now because I've repeated this uh, time and again on the show, but I want to repeat it for you right now because I'm sensing that you need this. There are three important things as the CEO of your business that you really need to be focused on, meaning you can be busy doing a whole lot of things. You may have identified a, a lot of tasks that need to be accomplished within your business, right? But at the end of the day, if it's only you doing everything, these three things are what you have to focus on. Everything else will just have to wait. These three things are, guess what? Marketing, leads, and sales. Those are the three things. If, if, if you're not marketing, if you're not generating leads, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business, right? That is one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn, I had to realize, you know? Uh, it, I, I realized that I was fooling my own self, passing out business cards, going to networking events, um, you know, just really telling people what I did, but at the end of the day, I really wasn't marketing. I really wasn't generating leads, and I really was not closing any sales. And so, therefore, there was no money. I was um, I was making more work for myself and causing trouble and problems um, and having bills to pay in. And this is one of the things that really uh, can bear heavy on the mind of a businesswoman. Okay, this can bear mind because women, you know, come on, let's face it, you know, as women, and I'm talking to us as a gender because it's true for the most part, us as women, we just don't function well when there's no money. You know what I'm talking about, girl. When there's no money in the bank, when there's no money in our purse, when we don't know where we're going to get the money from to pay our expenses. Uh, the stress can be unbearable sometimes, right? But we do have control over that. And so this is why I'm sharing these three things, right? Telling you that, you know, as we look at consistency with marketing and communication, I'm telling you that consistency is important. These three things, you have to have your mind on these three things every day, all day, at all times. Marketing, generating leads, and and sales. These are the most important things to you as a businesswoman and building your empire. Let no one tell you different. Let no one fool you. Okay? I don't I I don't stray away from those three things and neither should you. Why? Because we're all queens and we all want to be queen of our own empire. Let's take a look at last but not least number 5. Now, this one thing, as you know, I believe is the catalyst, the key to all of our success and all of our personal power, okay? And that is belief. That's last but not least in the five questions of business leadership. If you're talking about being a a phenomenal leader for your business, for your family. If you're talk if you're talking about accomplishing your dreams and your goals, you cannot do without this one thing. Your belief level, oh queen, it's tied directly into all of your actions, right? And it directly shows you where where you're headed and where you're going and what you're going to do. Because when you believe you are taking action, you are seeing your goals being accomplished, your to-do items are being marked complete. And when things like procrastination is setting in or when, when you've been saying over and over and over and over again, you're going to do certain things, but you never get to it. What's happening is something's going on with the belief system within you, and it's okay, right? I'm not saying that you don't believe in yourself. I'm saying that your belief is not at a level that you need it to be in order for you to achieve, accomplish, pursue, and make some things happen for yourself. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this from my own personal experience. 
experience. So I can only share with you from my perspective, right? And what I can do in keeping it transparent is that I, you know, girl, I'm probably the procrastinator president of the Procrastination Club, right? Because I know just as good when my belief level has gone down because I procrastinate. And sometimes my procrastination is so slick that it might be days, weeks, or even a few months before I am recognizing that I am procrastinating, right? And it, and then that makes it very difficult on my I'm I'm making it very difficult for myself. Why? Because when you procrastinate, everything tends to stop. And you're not only procrastinating one thing, but you'll procrastinate in many until uh, it starts to seep in on your mental well-being because you start getting stressed. You start a lot of things start trickling down as a result of the procrastination. So from my experience, when I find myself procrastinating or I start, I start talking a lot about what I'm going to do, but it never happens. That's my signal. That's my sign that lets me know I better go put myself in check because my belief system is not where it needs to be, okay? And so on a scale of 1 to 10, you should be able to kind of grade yourself to know where's my belief level. If you're if you know 1 to 1 through 5 recommend that you there's, you know, you really need to work on you you might need to talk with a life coach. You might need to work with someone to, to really address the issues of why you're not believing in yourself like you should or why you're not um, taking action on certain things. You know, it could, it could be something simple as that. You understand goal setting to a certain point, but implementation might be missing, and that, that's where the break is, right? But at the same time, it could be that there's something from your past that can be holding you back that you may not have ever realized, and you may need to just kind of work through that, okay? You need to work through it. Levels 5 through 10, five, I would say 5, 6, and 7, you, you have a belief level. You're taking some action, but you're not consistent with it, right? And then levels 8, 9, and 10, you're taking some really good actions, but maybe there's some issues going on or some areas skill-wise that you need to improve in. The thing of it is, is that 10 doesn't necessarily mean perfection in this scale. It just means that you have a high level of belief. Now, here's the thing that you need to understand. Women lie to themselves, okay? Women lie to themselves. Um, you can easily say, Huh, I'm not going to say that my belief level is anywhere between a 1 and a 7. My belief level is somewhere between an 8 and a 10 simply because I'm not going to not believe in myself. Therefore, it's an 8 or a 10. But I'm going to let you know right now, again, if you're not taking action, if, you see your go- if you, you, you're not seeing your goals accomplished, if your to-do items are not being marked complete, if you find yourself procrastinating more times than none, if you find yourself talking about what you're going to do all the time, but you never do it, then I will say that your belief level is definitely under a seven, okay? I'm just being honest. I am just being honest, but you are the one that has to really sit yourself down in your quiet space, and you're the one that has to be gut-wrenchingly honest with yourself so that you can get to where you need to be in your belief level because your belief has everything to do with your success. So you could be holding yourself from making a million dollars. You could be holding yourself from a six-figure income. You could be holding yourself from a high five-figure income monthly. You could be holding yourself aback from accomplishing your dreams and your goals by your stubbornness and your willingness to not sit down in your quiet space and really look at your own personal belief system and where you are with what you believe. Because remember, remember this. What you believe may not always be true because our beliefs are wrapped up in our own emotions, our opinions, our experiences, 
uh, and some of our experiences are false and some of them are true. And so we really have to unravel all of that and really say, you know, what is my belief level? Do, you know, is, do I really have um, a strong belief level? Because if I'm saying that I do and I'm not seeing things, actions being taken place and I'm not accomplishing goals, uh, then guess what? So that level of belief that I'm talking about is unshakable faith, of course. Unshakable faith is that level of belief so deeply rooted in yourself that it compels you, meaning that you have an inner push forward. It compels you to take swift and immediate action on, on all that you, you want to pursue in life. It compels you. It's like you can't even sleep because you're trying to get these things done. You want to make it happen for yourself. Listen, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all the money already in place to make things happen. We, we have too many uh, success stories, ground zero stories of people not having anything and generating uh, millions of dollars now or generating hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's not about the money, and it's not about what you currently have. It's always been about belief. It's always been about that. And when the Holy Spirit within you detects that you have reached a belief level of unshakable faith and you are ready to put your actions where your words have always been, it is going to work on your behalf to go out and reach to the spirits of others, to bring about people to you, resources to you, things to you that are going to help you to be a successful woman, right? And I'm telling you from firsthand experience, you can take it to the bank. I want to go ahead at this time. We've finished the five questions of business leadership. Um, we, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, getting yourself ready for strategic planning for the new year. We've talked about, in particular, that belief that you need. I want to go ahead and move on now to our week one topic as we talk about empowering women entrepreneurs. Today, I want to share information about accessing capital, demystifying funding challenges for women in business. You see, because that is very, very key. You, you know, you've got to have some idea. When you don't have money, you've got to have some kind of idea of what you want to do um, to generate funds for your business. So, Because your business needs money. That's the lifeblood of your business, right? You've got a market, which means you need money for advertising. You need money uh, to pay virtual assistants or other people who are going to help you with your business. You need money for your own personal income. So it's the lifeblood of your business. So women entrepreneurs play a crucial role in driving economic growth and fostering innovation. Yet, you know, they continue to face significant challenges when it comes to accessing capital to fuel their business growth. I mean, let's keep it real. It wasn't until the 1980s that banks stopped asking women to have their husbands co-sign with them uh, for a loan, even though they had the, the credit all on their own, right? Despite remarkable strides towards gender equality in various fields, disparities still persist in the world of business financing for women. And many of these challenges include limited networking opportunities, risk perception, uh, balancing family responsibility, lack of financial literacy, right, collateral requirements, and, and again, bias is still there in the industry. However, the landscape of business financing is evolving, and there are now more resources and opportunities than ever available to support and empower women in business. To accelerate growth and achieve your visions, you must learn strategies to attract investors and secure business loans. Check this out. And this is, this is what's very important for you to understand. One of the major things I see happening with business women right now is that a lot of the reasons why we're not able to tap into capital access funds or get lines of credit or have business credit or, um, you know, get qualified as a, uh, a contractor uh, with the government 
uh, or take advantage of the one-plus billion dollars uh, available uh, funding for women is because we don't have it all put together. We're, we're half, half starting our businesses. We aren't being professional with the way we have our businesses structured and set up, right? This is why um, we have the five questions of business leadership. This is why I, those are the questions I chose for this year to read off every single Monday as we do the show because we have got to bring ourselves up to another level when it comes to professionalism and doing things right, okay? So what I want to share with you is to accelerate your growth and achieve your vision, these are important strategies to attract investors and secure loans. Number one, okay, is developing that solid business plan. Yes, it may be years since you started your business and you're off to a good uh, on good ground but you still don't have a business plan and so therefore you procrastinate in looking at business lines of credit or loans or anything else because you know the bank is going to ask you for your business plan or your investors are going to ask you for a business plan so you really do need a well-structured business plan because it's the foundation for attracting investors and lenders. And that business plan, yeah, it should outline your, your mission, your target market, um, your competitive advantage, your marketing strategy. There are so many things that go into the business plan. We do have the business plan template. We have a working business plan template, which is, uh, a template just for you, more concerned with where you're going within the first year of your business so that you can create that blueprint for yourself. But we also have an executive business plan outline available for you at Women About Biz as well for those of you who are members. Um, the second thing is you've got to demonstrate your expertise and your passion. Investors are more likely to invest in businesses run by passionate and knowledgeable entrepreneurs. So it's crucial to showcase your expertise in your industry and present yourself as an authority figure. Again, this is uh, 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 something that I see that can be an issue for many women. I can't tell you the countless women who say, well, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with bragging on myself. I'm not comfortable with putting my picture out there. I'm not comfortable with putting myself out there. I have even had black women to tell me that they are not comfortable um, putting themselves out there because they don't want people to judge them before uh, they get to know them. It's like, okay, what you're saying is not making sense. They're saying, oh, I want to just put uh, the picture of white people uh, on my website. But when they meet you, they're going to see that you're black. You can't be ashamed of who you are from a racial perspective. You are a confident, you've got to be a confident black woman, right? And I've seen that even happen. So when we have issues within ourselves about putting ourselves out there and, and proudly standing up as a queen of our own empire, as a CEO, others will see that in us too and realize that we're not ready for what they can help us with, right? Confidence and passion are so contagious and can instill trust in potential investors, making them more inclined to invest in you. It also attracts other people to want to let people know about you and who you are, and it attracts people to help you. So this is something that I think as a, as a whole that women have to work on in demonstrating their expertise and their passion. We've got to be comfortable with videos and technology today. We've got to be comfortable with putting our face on our websites. We've got to be comfortable um, with being proud of who we are regardless of our ethnicity, right? We've got to be comfortable within our own skin, and therefore we have to be comfortable with attracting those people who we need, right? See, this is how the Holy Spirit within you helps you. When it recognizes that you're nervous and you're not believing in yourself, you don't have that right level of belief, it's waiting on you to step up and step out and claim who you are, and who you belong to in Christ Jesus, okay? Next is 
highlight past achievement and milestones. Again, this goes hand in hand with number two, demonstrate expertise and passion. You've got to be willing to share your past achievements and your milestones, right? If your business has already achieved significant milestones of growth, be sure to highlight these accomplishments when seeking investors or loans because demonstrating a track record of success can boost your credibility and and provide evidence of your ability to manage and grow your business. That's very key. And this is especially true when you are looking at rounds of funding for your business and you are getting ready to go in front of a panel of investors, right? The next thing is you need to learn to network strategically. Networking is a powerful tool for attracting potential investors and lenders, right? Attend industry events conferences and workshops to connect with influential people in your field. If you're always saying, I want to meet a certain person because they have a similar business to mine and they are doing so well, I'm seeing them on television, I'm seeing them on videos, I love their YouTube channel, I admire them from afar, but I really would like to meet them and to see if there are any opportunities for mentorship or programs that they may have that I could be a part of. Building meaningful relationships can open doors to funding opportunities and valuable partnerships, right? And don't forget, you know, organizations like the Small Business Development Centers, uh, which are lo- usually located in colleges in, in your local town, your local community colleges. Um, also, SBA, they are always giving workshops, the SCORE organization, the nonprofit side of the SBA has always given phenomenal workshops on finances and how to pre-qualify yourself for, for SBA loans. All of these things are available to you, but you've got to learn how to network strategically with other individuals, right? So that just goes to show you that you can't just be and work from home all day and not get out of the home office environment or not get from behind your desk and go out and, and, and be involved in the community and networking events and getting yourself out there because that's where you meet people who can help you. Getting a business loan is not all about qualifying for it because there are many people who have qualified and not got a loan, okay? Getting a business loan is also about relationship. It's all always about having a relationship with the bank, having a relationship with the manager of your local bank and and letting them get to know you. That's what's most important, okay? Emphasize diversity and inclusion, right? Many investors and financial institutions are valuing diversity, right? And and in their investment decisions. So this is, you know, for for those that that feel like, you know, our our culture has been um there's been so many prejudices against our culture as African Americans or other ethnicities, and therefore I felt some kind of way over the years and, and just, you know, just have a difficult time with it. You should know that there are set-aside monies, not just in the government system, but there, but banks are now setting aside a certain amount of monies to loan to women of ethnicities. You need to know that you're not going to know that if you don't get to know your banker, if you don't let them know who you are, and I want to add this, and if you're not being a responsible banking customer, meaning, you know, you shouldn't have a history of bounced checks in your business checking account. You know, you shouldn't um, have a business checking account for the last three to five years, but you, you aren't saving anything and you, you're not, they're not seeing um, money go through, cash go through your account. So you've got you've to know that banking accounts are very, business banking accounts are very important and they play a crucial role um, with your business credit score, right? And that's very key. And they are going to look at your bank, um, your bank balance. They're going to look at certain things in your banking and your checking account uh, that can work for you or work against you. So working hard to not only have a business checking account, 
but to be a responsible business owner and making sure that you have established a business savings account, you got to start somewhere. So it's not that you've got to have thousands of dollars in it, but but you've started a business savings account, and you when you, people pay you with a credit card, it is it is not going to some online account that you know uh, is not necessarily an up up and up business checking account but it's going to it's tied directly to your business checking account and that's going to be very key okay next it's important to explore alternative funding sources in addition to traditional banking loans consider exploring alternative funding like angel investors family investors um, crowdfunding uh, government grants these all are all options on funding but one other part of funding is called bootstrapping okay and bootstrapping has a lot to do with you funding your own business so you can fund your business in a lot of ways many women right now may not realize it but you may have thousands of dollars sitting in your closets right now of clothes and accessories that you have not used in months or years, right? You might have designer purses. You may have shoes. You might have designer clothes. Um, you may just have gen clothes in general uh, where you can be doing garage sales and, and different things to generate some additional funds, right? I always like to tell the story about a client, and this happened over uh, almost two decades ago, but it's still uh, important for today. I had a client who she was trying to figure out where she was going to get a couple of thousand dollars to buy some equipment she wanted for a particular business she wanted to start. And she just didn't know where. She didn't qualify for a personal loan. And so I said, well, you're going to have to bootstrap it. And she that's when she wanted to know, well, what is bootstrapping? And I explained to her it could be a garage sale. It could be actually um, doing a side hustle that brings in some other type of funds. And so, I, you know, she, she and I brainstormed. I said, what else do you like to do? And she says, oh, girl, I can bake. I love baking. I said, well, have you ever thought about baking brownies and, and selling brownies uh, to, to bootstrap some funding for your business? She says, I don't think I can make that $2,000. Well, let me just tell you this. Long story short, she bootstrapped and made, started making what she coined ghetto brownies. Right, brownies that have they had all of these different nuts, raisins, candy. She had different brownies that had different types of candies in them. She not only made two thousand, she made more than two thousand and made a decision that she had stumbled into a passion and forgot all about the other business and and started her ghetto brownie business. She was you know featured in magazine in New York. She she became very successful in a very good six figure business. So let me tell you something about bootstrapping. It's real. You can make it happen. What do you have in your home right now? Do you have four flat screen TVs and you only ever look at one? Do you want to give up a couple so that you can generate a couple thousand dollars for yourself? Do you, do you have, again, designer clothes, accessories, shoes, things? Can you do a garage sale every weekend or two weekends out of the month to start raising money for your business? What can you do? And then, of course, uh, last but not least, be transparent and communicate effectively, okay? Open and transparent communication with potential investors, with lenders is very crucial. You've got to be upfront about your business financials, the risk, the growth potential, any concerns that investors might have, you should be concerned as well, right? And again, there are so many ways to generate funding for your business, but you have got to be willing to schedule the time on your planner to talk about it. I invite anyone who wants to talk about pre-qualifying themselves for business loans or building their business credit or figuring out ways they may be able to bootstrap for more money to, to operate their business, schedule a power talk by going to womenaboutbiz.net and then just scroll below the banner on the homepage and click on the link to schedule your power talk today. I hope you have enjoyed this information about demystifying funding challenges and access to capital. I'm going to be um, breaking this down into a longer um, article or report 
for the membership and giving some resources for it as well. So stay tuned uh, for more information on, um, you know, demystifying, you know, the funding that goes on with women in business and how you can bring in more money for your business. At the end of the day, it's all about you and your belief system, right? So this week, make a commitment to yourself to sit down and look at your belief system and get yourself a good old-fashioned dose of unshakable faith, that level of belief so deeply rooted within yourself that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on all that you dream of, on all that you pursue. Have a productive week, queens. Take care.